speaking of music, Ashley's cousin is an up-and-coming country music star, and we are going to play his song at the end of this podcast. He just released his first single, Jordan James. It's good. It's a cool song. It's a cool song. It's really catchy. You guys, we just kind of wanted to start this out with a little statement from Dashley headquarters. Um... Breaking news. Breaking news. Dallin and I are not influencers or we don't see ourselves as influencers. I know a lot of people with a following on Instagram or YouTube or Facebook think that just because you have a big number of people, you're an influencer and maybe you are, but I guess the purpose of our platform is not to influence you. We just want to tell our story and maybe the story of you guys as well, kind of intertwined with us. Um, I like that, Ash. Yeah, so a lot of people, we get a lot of like comments that are like, I can't tell what, I can't tell who the Dashleys are voting for. You know, like (laughs) I, I, sometimes when they talk, I think they're voting for Biden, but my heart tells me they're voting for Trump or it's like switched the opposite around. Uh Um, And, you know, we'll just, we'll never tell you just because I don't, I don't think, well, A, it's no one's business and B, like it's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to pick it for a candidate. Um, our, one of our favorite. We can tell you what we stand for. Yeah. We just, I mean, we just try to vote for good people and be good. Yeah. We just like follow our hearts, follow our hearts and and vote for goodness. There you go. Thank you, Dallin. Yeah. (laughs) Um, one of our favorite, and maybe they're influencers. We follow the Bucket List family, and they posted a really great quote we wanted to kind of share um, because I think the world needs it. I think I needed it. It says, after the elections are over, your neighbors will still be your neighbors. Trump won't be there to ring up your groceries. Your neighbors will. Biden won't be there to fix your car or help you out with yard work. Your neighbors will. Both Trump and Biden will still be in their wealthy political world and the rest of us will be in ours. They'll both be doing the thing, their thing while you and I live together, work together, learn together, shop together, eat together, worship together, and pump our gas next to one another. We the people are what makes a country great. We are the ones, we are the ones who choose to be decent, loving, caring, and compassionate beings. Vote for whomever, but always choose kindness. I really like that. And I really hate the elections. The end. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's um, a good quote. It's like you get so caught up in what's going on. And yeah, it does <sighs> make you sneeze on your podcast. And it also makes you like, if you let it, it'll just run your whole freaking world. But when it gets down to the nitty gritty of the day to day, Joe Biden isn't your neighbor. Donald Trump isn't knocking on your door every day telling you what you should believe or do or think. I wish they were. I wish I actually knew them it'd be cool you know like i watch one new station and joe biden seems like the greatest guy in the world and i watch another one and joe biden just is like we're crazy for even considering him and the same is true for trump i wish it wasn't so separate i wish we could actually know them separated from the political you just hear you hear such opposite views of you hear stories about how donald trump like was stopped on the side of the road and somebody stopped to help him. And he's like, you are so nice. Like, and he just paid Pay that guy's mortgage, mortgage, you know? Yeah. And people who've worked with him, like we have a friend who worked in the white house for a while and just said, they discovered there that the media is propaganda and that it is nothing like what's actually going on there. And then you hear other stories where Donald Trump 
is inciting the most hateful people in the whole world and or he sides with them. you just hear and, what he says too sometimes. And then also you just hear things, actual things that have come out of his mouth in the past that have just been actually grotesque. And you're just like, well, what the heck? Do I forgive that? Do I not let that slide? You, same with Joe Biden, the racist things he said it combined with little things that have come out now that make you kind of wonder if he's all there sometimes. And people love to play on those while other people would just say, gosh, if I were recorded day and night, 24 seven, weird things would come out of my mouth too. And that would be exploded on the internet too. So it's like, man, it's, it's, it's hard. It's nuts. I'm jealous of all of our, we have like Canadian neighbors. And then I follow a lot of Canadians just randomly on Instagram, people who I like, and they're all getting on Instagram and they're just like, we're here for you guys. We're here as a shoulder to cry on or as a support system. Just know that they're all so sympathetic and just grateful to be Canadian right now. <laughs> Maybe we should just move to, to Canada. To all you Canadians, what is it like? <laughs> what are elections like in Canada? Oh, well, whoever wins, wins, eh? <laughs> Oh, so we wanted to do something kind of uplifting and fun and just help us all remember that good things still happen in our world. So I found some articles. I found them on MSN News. Go MSN. My dad used to have MSN as his web browser. So I've always felt a little loyal to MSN, and but I haven't been there, you know, like everyone else in America for like 17 years. <laughs> but I'm I, still using Yahoo. Yeah, Dallas still has a <laughs> Yahoo email. That's just my junk email address. But I went there and they had a really cool news platform when you can look at the good news and the bad news. Anyways, if you want to find news, MSN News is really great. So I found some of the more uplifting things. I can, let me start out with some political good news. Um, I think we've made a lot of like discounting presidential junk, right? America's come a long way this election. We have elected our first two openly gay black men to Congress, which is a big deal. Cool. Missouri elected their first black congresswoman, which is a huge deal for Missouri, like a, a southern state, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think I'd, I couldn't find an article, but I think more women than ever this year ran for seats, either in the House of Representatives or the Senate. And more women than ever won. And I think um, Dallin and I were talking today. I follow um, like a feminist Instagram platform, which I think I am a feminist. I just sometimes I don't sometimes I think it gets a little bit like heavy, like things will never change, you know. But I th I thought it was I mean, I look at the world today and I, I'm really excited for women and I'm really excited to have a daughter and. And I think our generation and the generation before us and kind of the generation right on our heels are doing so many wonderful good things for equality and for, you know, like love and just respect and seeing people as people. And I, I've been really encouraged by that lately. Oh, um, Sarah McBride became the first openly transgender state senator elected in Delaware. Cool across the nate like the first one ever which is a huge step for the lgbtq community like that's like i don't think some people like in the last generation would have ever imagined that could happen so that's really cool okay non-political ready for this there's i have some tear jerkers for you dallin do you want the most tear jerking one first or an animal one first the most tear jerking one okay get this this one makes me sick okay but also happy 
Wait, is this happy tears or sick tears? This is like, what? This can happen? And okay. then it was, then it came to like, I still don't know what a to full expect. circle moment. Okay, listen to this. Vermont woman reunited with her biological family 44 years after she was lost at a market and then adopted. What? 44 years ago, after being adopted from South Korea by a family in the U.S., Denise McCarty has been virtually reunited with her birth family, including a twin sister she never knew she had. Listen to her story. Is it that hard to find a lost child in South Korea? So this was kind of like 43 years ago. Okay. Okay. Um, McCarty, whose birth name is Song A, I probably said that wrong, recently discovered her biological family thanks to a Korean DNA program. Her mother registered for the program a year after McCarty did. So they, her mother and her were both looking for her family and they both registered for this program. Listen to what happened to her. In 1976, McCarty and her twin sister went missing when they were three years old during a trip to the market in Seoul, South Korea. Her twin sister was found three days later. Okay, so that's tragic right there. Can you imagine losing George for three days? No, that's like nuts. It gets worse. Her twin sister was found three days later while McCarty was taken to an orphanage and later adopted by her American parents. So the, this family lost their kids like how you could lose a kid in a mall here. They lost him in the market. One was found three days later. And the other one, they people who found her thought she was an orphan and took her to an orphanage. And then the orphanage adopted her out to America. Her family has been looking for her for 43 years. They even opened up a business in that same market just like like Dory's mom and dad under the hopes that Do that she would find her way home anyways finally with DNA she was matched with her family and they've reunited over like FaceTime because of corona because they can't travel and her parents have just like the quotes are just like we've been looking for you forever we've never forgotten you you were never an orphan it's just like heartbreaking that's so crazy that that and could happen. So happy too. Well, I have one. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't like a happy thing. I guess it's like a hopeful thing. Okay. Um, California mayors all openly penned a letter to uh, Governor Newsom to reopen Disneyland, Universal, and SeaWorld. A letter from eight California mayors asked the governor to modify state guidelines to allow the theme parks to be opened. And here's what they said, which is so so sad like yeah. this is what they said we are concerned that the state's guidelines would push reopening a large theme parks up to a year out which would have significant negative impacts on hundreds of thousands of jobs thousands of small businesses and billions in operating revenue for our cities it's just hard because isn't that nuts all those cities around universal and disney and the zoo you know like san diego zoo are are alive because of tourism yeah the They're, hotels all around there nobody goes to anaheim for like our burrito I mean, restaurant like, shut down. Our little burrito restaurant. What do you mean it shut down? Someone told someone emailed us who lives there in Anaheim and said it's closed Does for good. Yeah, it's gone. No. The world will never eat there again. If you were if Chris Sabrosada, if you were the chef there, uh, I will fund your salary. We will have a GoFundMe for you. Gosh, that sucks so much. And there's so many little stores, restaurants, shops, just like that. Hotels, big and small all around those areas that are just dying and the people's livelihoods are just fading. What's worse? I don't know. Obviously you want to keep people alive, but I know that that leads to other things. I know that suicide and depression and alcohol abuse uh, 
are skyrocketing right now. And so what's worse, I don't know. You'll have to wait and see the long-term effects of that. And I'm just dabbling in a really sensitive topic right now that I have probably not researched as thoroughly as I should. But all I know is both options are bad. And it just sucks. So I'm leaning... I'm leaning towards might as well open up the happiest place on earth Done. and let all these people have their businesses and stuff and try to protect themselves and stay safe and stay smart rather than just close it all down. That's what I lean towards. Maybe I'm way off. I don't know. I just think it's I think it's going to be really hard for a lot of people to recover from defaulting on mortgages or lo- business loans. Right. Who have, How do you recover from that? I don't that? know if they can. And it's just kind of like their dream is dead and that shattered is yeah terrible so sad i just I hope know. things keep opening up me too okay me too okay back to the that wasn't really good news dal that wasn't Sorry. good news at all it, i guess i'm hopeful that how is your like... good news that disney's gonna be closed for another no year? i'm hopeful that all of these these mayors getting together to write this letter to the governor will spur some change okay okay i have we have a lot of friends who are like out of work right now and a lot of them are saying that they're the places where they're wanting to get jobs. These places are in communication with potential employees and they're saying, we're not going to hire you until after elections. We're pretty sure whoever wins after elections, like no matter who wins, things will get better, which is, I hate to think that's true. That's terrible. Okay. This is our good news minute. Ready? Right. Miracle of nature is the title. A okay. record number of endangered turtles hatch in Mexico. Aww. So this is really cool. Um, this is a bright side of Corona shutdown. Okay. Okay. There's been less tourists. There's been less um, just activity on these beaches. And a record number of endangered turtles, endangered turtle species have hatched in Mexico this year. Thanks to reduced human activity during the pandemic and dedicated efforts of an indigenous conservation group. Wow. So usually well, that's good news. there's like... A hundred million eggs that are laid, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm speed reading this, so it, I could be very wrong. And usually... I know they lay a ton of eggs. Yeah, they lay a ton of eggs. And this group, this conservation group, is usually able... Maybe they take some eggs to make sure they hatch, or maybe they kind of protect some nests. They're usually only to release 500 to 1,000 baby sea turtles into the ocean. Um, and this year they re- released 2,250. So wait, 2,000. Yeah. That's not, I thought you just said, what did you just say? Five to 10,000? No, five to 500 to 1,000. Oh yeah. So they've done a lot of good Dallin. I thought you said five to 10,000. Maybe I did. Anyways, that's really good for them. And hooray for mm. shutdowns for saving endangered species. I said this a few days ago. It's like the world just hit like a reset button. Mm-hmm. And and companies are shedding, shedding weight. Like like the whole world is shedding weight. Like hopefully Super a lot us. of it. Hopefully hopefully a lot of it is unnecessary and gaining weight and gaining on weight their bodies. Too. Yeah, companies are shedding weight. Humans are gaining weight. But it's it's like the world hit a big reset button for better or for worse. Yeah. And hopefully it things turn out better because of it. Okay, I have two more, and they're animal ones, so they're heart warmers. Okay. This one has to do with um, like Seattle area. Well, good. Because we just came from there and we love it. We love it. We love it. I just love that people love things that I love there. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I walk around 
and I like look at what I'm wearing and I'm like, I feel like I'm not stylish, right? I was in Seattle walking around and everyone was wearing the clothes that I was wearing. (laughs) Everyone there was like, listen, I know there's fancier things I could wear, but I might need to go down to the ocean and kayak or get my crabs out of my crab traps. So I have to wear comfortable things that are hardy and weather resistant. That's my style. Hardy and weather resistant. Hardy and weather resistant. (laughs) If you could sum up Ashley's style. Okay. So happening right now, Hawaii's been shut down for a while and their shelters are getting overcrowded. And um, a charity, it's called Greater Good Charities. Um, I think it is. Or some charity arranged this huge effort to empty the shelters in Hawaii for the most part, or or a large portion of them, and bring these animals to the Seattle area so that they can be adopted out. And they filled an entire plane, and then they had volunteers waiting at the plane to take the animals and foster them and get them out of these shelters that have been understaffed and, un- and less volunteers. Um, so it's been a, a really cool story and if you're interested in adopting any of these animals you can contact paws or the noah center seattle humane or the humane society of skagit valley kitsap humane or organ humane it's another cool thing i like about the pacific northwest all the names the names oh yes and the names but they also love animals every restaurant had like a dog bowl out we went eating and my friend brought we went eating we went to a restaurant and my friend brought her dog and the restaurant owner Number one, said nothing about the dog. And number two, brought the dog out a bowl of water and a dog treat. That was cool. It was so cool. Okay, should we be done? I can save the next one for another day. All right, let's be done because we have important things to move on to. Stay tuned for more Big Little Life with the Dashleys. We are supported by Drops. We have been doing more cleaning than ever before, but it is really hard to find eco-friendly cleaning products that actually work. Uh, Not until we checked out Drops and then it got way easier. Drops is the laundry and dishwasher detergent pods that everybody's been talking about. You've probably seen them all over social media, people that you follow. They have over 10,000 five-star reviews and you'll see in no time how great their products are. Ash and I love them. They just come in a box. It's eco-friendly. They're nice little pods that we just put in our laundry room and next to our dishwasher. Drops delivers powerful cleaning from nature with plant and mineral-based formulas to your door in low-waste cardboard packaging instead of plastic containers that end up in our oceans and landfills. It cleans great and Ash and I feel really good using these eco-friendly products that work. Sign up for auto shipments to save big. For reals, it's a lot cheaper than just going to the store and buying it. You can pause, skip, or cancel at any time. Visit drops.com slash biglittlelife and use code biglittlelife for 25% off your first order. That's drops.com slash biglittlelife and use code biglittlelife for 25% off your first order. Okay, Dallin has some big news. Dallin's mom is getting married. Crazy. It's crazy. And it's happening December 26th. But we have a problem. Just bear with us through this. And we need you guys to write in. And we will discuss this at length. Here is the issue. Dallin's mom has told us that she wants a very small wedding. Very intimate and she's going to do it in her dad's house, which is fine. And it's just going to be like very chill. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's her wishes, right? 
And we're not sure if those are her wish wishes or if that's just her trying to just make it convenient for everyone, okay? Now let's go to Dallin and I's wishes. And my brothers. And his brothers. We want to throw my mom a freaking party. (laughs) To like blow the roof off of this celebration. We want to have a nice venue where everybody has a place to sit down. We want to order food. We want to have music playing. In the words of Hamilton, we We want want a menu, a venue, and some seating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And And we want a DJ. Dallin and I were so poor for our wedding that we just like, we kind of did the thing that she's doing. And, And we just wish we had had... A sweet DJ. We want to have, some, know, have a nice like, background, uh, like well lit place for photos. We just want to just celebrate like, my mom's like happy, happy. Some good day. food. She only wants to invite fifty people, so like you can cater that. You, you know, can cater some nice food for fifty people. Dallin and I, and then here's what Dallin and I and Dallin's brothers and their wives. I think I don't want to speak for everyone in the family. <laughs> we don't know if we should just go behind her back. This and just say we, right we're already. doing this for <laughs> you, mom. Order the DJ and the venue, and like, and guess ju- what? We're throwing you a party. Guess what? You're having your wedding where we want it. <laughs> or if she really, for personal reasons, just wants to, we can't decide. I don't know. If it's it, not like we're publicizing it. We're like, still going to be the same amount of people, just in a nicer, roomier, fancier place. And then our grandparents. What we house. can't decide is if. If we do this, would it be like a extreme makeover home edition reveal? Like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. Thank you. Or if it would be like, I don't know, like a Kardashian fight. Like, what the, what the F? Why did you do this? My mom just slaps me. <laughs> no, so that's, I don't know. Send us, if you've ever had this situation happen in your family where your parent got married and you decided to throw them a wedding that they didn't ask for completely opposite from what they've specified let us know let us know and that would be much appreciated yeah anyways super happy for my mom she's been dating this guy for a while and she seems just a lot happier and more alive than she's been in a long time if you don't know my dad died when i was eight so 22 years ago yeah it's a big family moment it is it's really big she's dated a few guys on and off but mostly just been enjoying that single life my mom and uh, so it's definitely going to be a change for her. We but were... She's excited and she's happy. And so mm-hmm. we're happy for her. Yeah. And we're all just kind of like, it's so it's lockdown, you know, like she's most of the like, you know, like serious dating has occurred during coronavirus and not, we don't, none of us know him like super well. It's like this kind of mysterious thing where we're all going to come together on the wedding day and finally meet his family <laughs> and they're finally going to meet us yeah, and it's not the... kind of like because it's just been social distancing for so yeah, long they've been getting a lot of quality time but we none of us know him super well like but then again it's kind of different since we're all out of the house and stuff but yeah, it's and like she's he's not gonna like be coming... obligated to tell us the secrets of her heart yeah and... so he's coming to our family thanksgiving party oh yeah and that's going to be before they're married thanksgiving this um, that'll be our first big like like living with him for four days to see what he's like like and four days of intense so far he's been super pleasant and and judgment and (laughs) tests of (laughs) all right listen here buddy (laughs) no so far what we know he's super nice super respectful of my mother and heard nothing but great things about him from her and we've had dinner with him a few times and he's just super nice Mm -hmm. and so um yeah, just happy and hopeful. It's been, her. I feel like it's been really good for me. 
As, yeah. Well, I've just always kind of felt like I've lacked maybe the courage or the um, commonalities to like super bond with your family. Or just like I'm really bad at making friends and it takes me like seven years to become close to someone. Probably that more than anything. But having this new guy come in, quote unquote, new guy, <laughs> we're all able to like, it's just something I can be like, what? so what's going on? Or, you know, like, yeah, I feel like the, the, not that there was ever like scrutiny on me, but I feel like it's shifted. There we go. In my We mind. have a new common enemy. <laughs> He's not an enemy. He's just <laughs> new. We have a new, new person. Right. Yeah. No, it's not, not an enemy. Because I was, I'm still the newest. Because your younger brother's wife, she's they've been dating forever. Like your family, she's like your sister. Yeah, we all knew my little brother married his high school sweetheart. So that's what I'm like. I've been the new girl. I've been the new one, you know? Yeah, for forever. six years, you've been the new girl. And now he's the new guy. And I, it's like I've kind of moved up in the ranks. <laughs> you were never... There's no ranks. We're all just family. Oh, there's ranks, Dallin. There are ranks in so. every family. It's kind of hard to... Where do you think yeah. you are in my family's ranks? who knows <laughs> oh man yeah if you didn't listen to the other taking sides episode yet we opened up a little bit on where we're at with regards to you know our beliefs and stuff and um yeah maybe we could talk about it a little bit more here i guess oh i was anybody who hey, has whoa what i wasn't saying because of your beliefs you're at the bottom oh i was that's not where i was going <laughs> no but your dad your dad was very nice and respectful and he said i know you guys having some big questions and stuff right now i just want you to know that wherever you guys land uh you'll always be my son-in-law and will always love you so that was really really nice to hear from him because i know some other people's experience has not been the hey, same I, from I stories that i've heard there. i just meant I was not going there, but we can go there. What are you, where were you going? I was just wanting you to guess where you were in my family's ranks. Like as compared to the other brother-in-laws mm, or? Yes. I don't know. I've never thought about it. I don't think that you should think about it. Really? It's like a non-issue. Just be a good family member and love people. I think we moved up when they lived close to us. I guess you can look at it like that. Dylan. Since we live closer to them, they like us more. I don't know. But I guess I'm just thinking I'm more deep down. I'm always striving for actually... favorite child status. Yeah. Ashley, this is a big deal to Ashley. <laughs> she likes to be the favorite. Always analyzing the situation. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, Ash and I are just asking the big questions right now. And I guess just learning a little. Like, we grew up members of Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And uh, I've just done a lot of, like, searching and learning more about the history of the church and just kind of discovering that it's not as simple and cut and dry black and white as it was, as the picture was painted to me in all the books and, and talks and sermons that I've listened to and stuff. And from what I've gathered, once you learn more of the controversial aspects of the church's history, um, for those who are still active in the church, they kind of land on this place where they're comfortable saying, yeah, prophets make mistakes and stuff, but they're still, you know, called of God as our leaders and we can look past those and stuff. And, um, and I guess I'm just deciding on if I, I can get there too or not. I guess that's that. Yeah. I feel like there's like seven people who watch our vlogs who might be Mormon and the rest of them are like, what the heck are they talking about? <laughs> I know that there's a large LDS following or church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints or Mormons, but, um, most aren't, I know that. So I don't know, I, but I think that lots of people resonate with a faith journey 
And we've received so many messages and emails from people. Mormon or not, would love to hear your thoughts. And and we appreciate all of it. Just because Ash and I are just on a faith journey, faith discovery journey, spiritual discovery together. And we've grown a lot closer together grown a lot or gotten to know ourselves i maybe i could just speak for myself well, i think i've gotten to know myself let, no, really well here you. or ashley can speak for me <laughs> i've gotten to know myself a lot better over this past eight months of of quarantine where you know church has been from home yeah. or lack thereof and it's just like just been thinking my own thoughts has been really 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 healthy for me and i think that this is a point that everybody gets to deciding what you believe versus what you were raised in or told was to believe your your whole life you know Mm -hmm. I think you kind of grew up and became a person who chose to do what you thought you quote-unquote should do over what you wanted to do all the time and then I grew up and became a person who knew what I quote-unquote should do but mostly did what I wanted to and felt a little bit guilty all the time yeah. And now you're I think trying I just, to do what you want to do and I'm trying not to feel guilty for doing what I want to do. Okay. That's yeah. kind of my take on our situation right now. I don't know. I definitely felt uh, my fair share of guilt and shame because um you should I mean in the Mormon more. church it, it's very cut and dry what, you know, the expectations are, the standards are and stuff and I mean of course you fall short. I was actually just in having a conversation with a psychologist here in Utah and he's doing a lot of studies on suicide and why Utah consistently is in the top five, maybe the top three states of suicide. And he said that he thinks a large part of it is due to the perfectionism, um, the perfectionist culture of the church. And he's a member of the church. church. He's a member of a church too. He's a member of the church active. There's a lot of people. And he was able to say that and not bat an eye at it at all. And I just, I guess I am being a little bit more critical and wondering if, if it's healthy, like, I guess a question that arises, if, if this is supposed to work for everybody, if it's from God, then, then, um, you know, why is it such a, such a horrible, yeah. you know, thing here? And I don't know. I think a lot I just, of people... I'm asking every question. I'm trying to look at every side and maybe I'm looking at thing. I just need to have more of a faithful approach or something was what some people would say. And other people are like, good for you for asking that question. I asked that too. And that made me leave the church. And so it's just like... You know, it's yeah. a lot of big questions and I really, I'm praying my hardest you know, every day and just wanting to follow what's true and not worry about what's not true or important or significant. Yeah. And if anyone is confused, like we kind of refer to our church as the church, but when oh, we oh, say, I've when, been saying that a lot. Yeah. When we say the church, we just mean our church. Yeah. I think the hard kind of like where you have to decide on a side comes in where like who you're the therapist you were talking to, he's kind of decided that culture and doctrine are separate. And then there's another side who believes culture or doctrine influences culture. And the culture that comes out at the end is a result of the doctrine. So right. there's a lot of kind of like gray fuzzy lines that you have to decide what side you kind of stand on. I will say it's... um. I think it's a gift to allow yourself to be complex. You don't have to be black and white. You don't have to be all in or all out. I think I've been listening to a girl who I really resonate with who like she just says, I allow other people to have the space to be complex and I give myself that space as well. 
I think that would, I feel like that's how I feel about politics. I don't feel like I'm any one party. I don't think there's a party for me. I feel like I'm this complex new party. Maybe you're an independent. There's your party. Yeah, that's good. Maybe I will arrive at a place where I am just more complex. Well, just arrive wherever you want to arrive. That's where, that's what, that's what I'm doing. And it feels good Yeah. to like follow my heart instead of just doing what I've been told I should do. Welcome to your thirties. Welcome to your thirties. Almost. You're starting at 29. You're getting a jump on it. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Which seems to be a theme of our podcast as of lately. Follow the, your the, freaking heart. Follow your freaking heart. And that like the whole stop shooting yourself podcast we did a while ago. That was that was the article that I read. The stop shooting yourself article was like kind of the beginning of all of this. Like mm-hmm. finally asking these questions, talking with our therapist, uncovering like, man, a lot of my issues stem from things I've read or been told like at church, you know? So that's that. Cool, Dal. What let's let's wrap up this podcast. What what is the funniest thing George has or James has said to you this week? James just likes to punish people by yelling at them. She comes and tells us if anyone has wronged her and then requests that we yell at them. And well, then we she ask watches her, with we this. ask her what we should do to them mm-hmm. as retribution. Just because I'm and she'll just be like in knowing her opinion on that. She's like, yell at them. <laughs> and then like <laughs> and so then we say, Mom. Do not take away James's cookie. She wanted that cookie. Yeah, she usually tells on me to Dallin and Dallin to me. And then she like stands back with like a stone cold face and watches us be punished. <laughs> like watches Dallin pretend yell at me and me pretend yell at Dallin. And then she walks away and justice has been served and the world is right again. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this is teaching her. I hope one day she realizes it's like mock trial. Not she real. She doesn't. She doesn't. She's only two. Whatever we teach her is her reality, which is crazy to think. My favorite thing George has said to me of late, he says it to me all the time now. He'll be like, um, he'll be like, he's like thinking about genders. Like he thinks a lot about men and women. He's kind of finally realizing we're not, I mean, we are just all people, but like there are men and there are women. And he like, I have to like, I don't know where he's getting this, like what he's watching that's teaching him these things, but he'll come up to me and he'll be like, oh, we were talking about baby Moses. Okay. Cause when we went to church, he learned about baby Moses and I was talking to him and I was like, baby Moses had the strongest mother. She just really loved God and believed that he would protect her baby. And she was such a strong and incredibly faithful mother. And George looks like I'm kind of piling it on there. I'm always like strong women. And George looks at me and he goes, mom, women aren't strong. You need a strong man soldier to protect baby Moses. And I was like, who told you that, George? But then I was like, oh, George, some of the strongest people in the world are women. And he was like, but superheroes are boys and they have big muscles. And I was like, well... Sometimes big muscles make you strong and other times your heart makes you strong. That's a good lesson. <laughs> Just make, and I'm like pulling things. But then I was also like, and for the record, I know some really strong women who have muscles that are even bigger than dad's muscles. And he was like, what? You're pro-. It looked like he didn't believe me. Today he was like, I can punch men's, but not women. <laughs> 
because our rule is like we can play fight with dad, but don't go, just run up and punch mom. And so he's associate. He's getting it. He's understanding gender now. Yeah, that was a compromise rule because George went through a, a fairly violent phase a couple months, and I was like, "Let's cut like no more wrestling, no more superhero wrestling." And Dallin really loved to do that with him, which I it's totally fine. But George would go up to our neighbors and just like karate chop them in the neck, or he would come up behind me and like punch me in the head. <laughs> but he's gotten a lot better. We had yeah. to set some big ground rules. Right. And we also stopped watching Netflix and all the shows yeah. they're on. Except Netflix doesn't really take any social responsibility. They just put on shows that keep people watching, basically. So what it feels like. Yeah, their kid shows aren't on, the Pri most... Amazon Prime, they have like PBS and stuff. Yeah, we pay more for that. Yeah. The kid shows on Netflix, there's a few, you know, like Puffin Rock is beautiful. I do love that show. I stand behind Super Wings, but I don't... A lot of them just seem kind of like low quality. They're just triggering their fight or flight brain to get them glued to the TV. And then they're so pent up when you turn it off, they're like screaming. Yeah. And it's not good. So anyways. Anyways. That's that. James. Uh, George. Cute things George says to me. Man, he's starting to like say I love you more at night. or And he just always wants to snuggle with me before I before I leave him at night after we read a book or, and we just, he loves watching Disneyland rides with me on YouTube or Disney world rides before we go to bed. And we'll just be like, what ride do you want to watch? And there's all these point of view, right? Uh, people filming rides that mm -hmm. are on YouTube and he loves the Buzz Lightyear ride. Lately we just discovered, we've watched Disneyland and Disney world's Buzz Lightyear ride, but we just discovered Disney. the Tokyo Disney Buzz Lightyear ride. And we were like, what? And Buzz is like, no, show you don't, who do, and <laughs> and Zerg is like, no Bogato, <laughs> like saying all these, you know, Chinese phrases that I'm sure I just slaughtered, mm -hmm. and it's just funny. It's a really cool, like advanced ride. It looks totally different. Tokyo than... Disney is kind of like the future of what Disney is going to be here. I feel like. Yeah. But anyways, he loves that one now. The the China China Buzz Lightyear ride is what he calls it. George he thinks his greatest talent is kissing and he'll come up to me and be like, mom, I give the greatest kisses. So I'm going to kiss you right now and it will make you happy. <laughs> and then he does. And this. he goes like, <laughs> it's like a really loud. <laughs> and then he looks at you. Yeah. If you don't smile and laugh, he'll instruct you to smile and laugh. You need to laugh at his jokes. No, at his kisses and his kisses. Yeah. And coon call over. I think one time you told him that, before he got a treat or whatever you had to tell him you like your little game that you play tell me i'm the nicest sweetest mom in the world and so he's learned that if he says these sweet things to you yeah he, he makes up his own now though like yeah. yesterday he came and he was like mom you're the most beautiful strong soft-haired woman he said that <laughs> yeah it's true George. and i just i'm like thank you yeah all right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Uh, send an email, hello-leys at gmail.com with any thoughts, comment on the Facebook group of the under the post for this podcast, and we're excited to hear from you.